everyone, welcome back again. This is the Iconist Podcast. Woo. Once again, I'm one of your hosts, Barry3D for Deep Dark Delicious. You know where to find me at Barry3D.com. And then you'll find all the links to this show where I'm going to be live and all that other stuff. But of course, as always, I can't do this show alone because y'all don't want to hear just my voice. So I got my cousin, the man, the myth, the legend, the DJ who will rock you night and day better than I'll be sure. The one and only, who am I talking about? DJ Rod C. Here we go. DJ Rod C. <laughs> What's going on, cuz? Yo, I'm good. How you doing, cuz? How you doing? How you doing? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. I'm good. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we all told you where to find me and my links and so forth like that. And just a real quick shout out. We are going to be, when I say we, I'm talking myself, Barry 3D, right? Dave Sakalowski, Thomas Patrice, mm-hmm. Saul Ali. We will be out in Montreal on August 26th, August 27th, two shows, two shows, two shows. So we're doing two shows, two shows per night. So two shows on the Friday, 7 and 10, and two shows on the Saturday, 7 and 10 o'clock, downtown Montreal on St. Laurent Street. Check out Barry3D.com. Go to tour dates, scroll a little bit down, and you'll see where to buy your tickets. Come out and support. And it's called the, you know, we're walking to Montreal because gas is too expensive. So it's the Walk to Montreal tour. For those of you who are sitting at home or, or wherever you're watching this show, we've got merch. Here's, here's, here's the shirt I'm wearing for those that you're watching the YouTube video and those who are, are, are not. Hey, I'll put a link. We could get some shirts out to people. So, so the Walking to Montreal. <laughs> Keep in mind, we're coming from Toronto. So that, that's a long walk. I, I, you know, we, 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 please come out because I need some new Converse insoles. Uh, you know, uh, I might have some corns or bunions at the end of that, but that that is it. Um, also, June 29th. So by the time the audio drops here in the morning, I will be out with Thomas Patrice out in Grimsby performing at, at one of the comedy shows. So please come out and support for anyone out in the Grimsby area. I tell you, we, we out there, man. And a uh, quick shout out to... Wow Comics out in Kitchener. Quick shout out to Check Swings out in Montreal. Because mm. I'll be at both places, clearly, because we, we know I love my books. This is what the show is about. And big, huge shout out to my man, Jimmy England from Back to the Balcony. If you know, I will have a video posted. Me and him shared the stage just this past Friday at a show. So I was able to catch him. So you'll see what he looks like and, and who we talk about. Right on. And I think, I think we, oh, shoot. Rod, Rod, before we start. I know Should you got your links. We'll share those real quick because I know you DJing all over the place. But the no man who makes us look so pretty, the Come man who's now. supporting us with these shirts, the, Come on the man who's, who, who's got the, 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 the background, the templates, and all that stuff, the one and only, put it, say it with your chest, Rod. Who are we talking about? Jay Bird Digital Art. Jay Bird Digital Arts. And he loves the reverb on that one. So, Jay, <laughs> thank you very much. He's commenting all the time. He loves the reverb. Nice. We're going to get into it. So, Rod, where can people mm. find you? If you can find me on the World Wide Web, you can definitely find me on Instagram at Mr. Rod C. You can definitely find me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash DJ Rod C. Listen, I'm there playing every weekend, uh, Wednesdays, weekends. I actually, by the time you guys see this show, I would have just done, um, I would have done a, a raid, an in the mix Sunday raid. I did one on the Saturday, doing one on the Sunday. I'm going to be doing one by the time this drops. I should be doing one this Saturday as well. So listen. Find me on Twitch. Listen, holler at me, and I'll definitely call you out and say, yo, what's going on? 
Right on. And I know students. that, you know, you are also playing over at Calypso Hut. So if you want to see Rod live, sometimes keep an, keep an eye on his links because he's always telling Good you where night. he's going to be at. Right. Real and fast. he's over at Calypso Hut over in Brampton. So Brampton. come on now. And it's not, it's not just Calypso you playing, man. He play, oh, he playing no. dance hall. He go play some, some, you know, roots, hip, rockers, hip hop. Hip -hop. Listen, oh, I, I we do everything. Listen, house, hip hop, R&B, reggae, you know, Afro beats. Listen, we doing old school. Listen, last, last night, by the time you guys are watching this, this would have been Saturday night. Listen, those guys, we were just having so much fun just interacting and just dropping, like, tune for tune. It was crazy. It was crazy. Trust me. Insane. So come and check it out. Insane in the mid-frame. Oh, come on. <laughs> so thank so. you. See, and I love the music. So clearly I, I don't sing. So uh, that's why I dance and do comedy. Keeps Yeah, because y'all don't want to hear this voice. But at least Rod's got the musical talent. So we're good. Here we go. We're going to hit you with it. It's Whoa. the end of the month. Mm. We've been going through this whole month, and now this month is going to seem like we're, you know, we're leaving a friend behind. But you know what? You know, I hope wherever Dwayne McDuffie is, that he's we understand the love we have for the characters and, and what we've done for this, you know, with it uh, and his influence over the years, not just on this mm. medium, but on every other medium that he's touched. So you know, this one to Dwayne McDuffie family members, uh, extended family of, of you know McDuffie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank the spirit you. lives on. And this is what we're going to do. We have gotten now to the end of the month. Milestone Comics Month. We've done this whole theme. And we've covered Static. Hardware. Hmm. Rocket. Hmm. My God. And oh, God. this brings us to the final project. Blood Syndicate. Let's do it. Different take. Different take. And we've always been promoting that if anyone had to be an executive producer to bring this to life. It'd be the one and only Mr. In the Club, 50 Cent. 50 Cent. 50 Cent. You know? Green Light Gang, as he likes to go by. You know, the, get the strap. That's all. It, 50 Cent. Curtis Jackson. And we still stand true with this, that he's the best person to bring it. So let's go into it. Blood Syndicate. Who is the Blood Syndicate? Why is the Blood Syndicate still relevant? And how was Dwayne McDuffie ahead of the times? Back, he started this in 1993. He's done it. He's no longer here with us physically. He's transitioned, right? And 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 why is it still relevant today? Let me put it this way. If you're a fan of the TV show The Boys, you'll like Blood Syndicate. Facts. Facts. That's it. That, that That's the influence right there. You and, and it's not to say, no, remember, 1993. And the boys are on now. Guess who influenced who, in my opinion? Right. So this is what we're talking about. So Blood Syndicate. Rod, did you like reading the Blood Syndicate? Did you? What did you think about it? You know, I, I, I liked it. It was very, uh, very interesting, just the, in, the dynamics of all the different characters, realizing that we'll get into it. You're finding out that these are two different set groups. Set groups basically have to, basically coming together to, to form the Blood Syndicate. And just the different nuances of the different the different teams. Because I'm saying teams. I'm not trying to give away. But you'll find out what type of teams they were. But. <laughs> the air quotes. Quotes. But you'll find out what type of teams that they are. Uh, what they came from. Whatever, you know, what they were doing, you know, prior before, you know, forming the Blood Syndicate. But you realize the type of dynamics of how they, you know, 
how they interact with each other and realize that there was clashing and you know that you could just see like the right you can feel you can feel it coming off the page and i'm like thinking, oh <laughs> right right yeah let's just right, right into it so Blood Syndicate. Blood Syndicate issue number one was done mm. in April of 1993. Hot damn. Mm. Right. This was created by Dwayne McDuffie, as we said. Thank you very much for all your work. Uh, he was the writer. But then the main writer was uh, Ivan Valles Jr., who was the main writer for most of it. And Dennis Cohen was the artist for the bulk of this, this series. Now, this series ran for 35 issues. And when we were saying team, it's not your typical team. And why do I think it's like the boys? Here's why it's different. Mm. Every book back then usually was dealing with superhero team super villain team what the blood syndicate did is it took two street gangs quote-unquote teams <laughs> right and i'm not exactly you know and I, when i say gangs i'm talking like straight out thuggish street gangs and what happened was in the city of dakota in the in, in one neighborhood called paris there was a lot, I guess, criminal activity and so forth. So, and this is a make-believe city. We all, we all know that. So, there was a lot of criminal activity, and they came up with a plan to get all the gangsters, all the, all the gangs, in one place to fight each other. This is what the city and the police came up with, and they said we're going to release this 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 chemical over all of them. So, if any of them escape during our roundup, they'll be covered in a kind of a radioactive phosphor dye-ish sort of thing. So, they'd be able to track them down exactly. later on, unbeknownst. Hmm. to the police some scientists t tampered with it and gave them something called quantum juice in hmm. there and when it got exposed gang members who were all there started dying police who were there to round them up started dying but not all hmm. uh -uh. some of them developed powers Correct. now can this really happen let's put it this way you take the boys hmm. and you take that cult classic movie the warriors smush it together smush it together and mm. then we have what you can see would be because the beginning of the warriors you know they got them uh, i think it was julius or julian got them all together all the gangs in new york to come across and right. and be there as a, a meeting and they sent nine delegates from each gang to work out some kind of peace treaty and his whole logic was hey we've got more members than the police we should work together. Of course, he gets assassinated, and then the gangs start fighting against each other, and the warriors are trying to get home. The Blood Syndicate gets there as two gangs. So you had the Paris Island Bloods, which was one gang, and Force Syndicate, which was another gang. And there were still other gangs that were there, but these are the two gangs. Main ones, yep. Those are the names. And then when the gas got released and everyone started mutating and people started dying and freaking out, you know, various members got various powers from these two gangs who was left and they decided to team up and join forces saying, Hey, we got powers. We should find some other guys that got powers. Mm. Get them to join us. Let's run everything. They were going Nino Brown, new Jack city style, nice. right? To run everything. If we don't own it, we've taken it. And that's exactly what there, there was. Uh, they didn't turn around to fight super villains. They weren't there trying to make the neighborhood better. They were multiple, you know, as I said, here, here's where it's ahead with Dwayne, right? We can go into it after. So we got two gangs, street gangs, like full of street gangs. Warriors come out to play. <laughs> two full of street gangs formed under one leadership. Very, very volatile. That's one. Uh, the other part of this is it had 
transgender characters. It had gay characters. It had multicultural people. So even though Milestone might be perceived as, and we've talked about it as if it was black created, black owned. I mean, well, let's just say for lack of words, black owned, so to speak, they were through DC that they, you know, really went with black characters. There was a lot of other <clears> minorities. <throat> it wasn't like Friends where, you know, you only got the black character show up at the, what, the second to last season. There was one in New York. No, you saw black, white, Spanish, Latino, Asian, Indian. Uh, Every culture was really represented well. Mm-hmm. And that was a thing for Dwayne to do because, you know, at one point when he was working at Marvel, Dwayne turned around and they're like, oh, man, we want you to come up with some black characters. And Dwayne was like, okay, well, here's the deal, man. Uh, who do you guys have right now as a black character? Okay. Uh, Night Thrasher, black guy on a skateboard. Okay. Who do you have before that? Rocket Racer, black guy on a skateboard. And he made a joke script to kind of show the point of you don't have enough diversity. Hmm. And Marvel got the idea. Whereas something like Teenage Mutant, uh, Thrasher Negroes as a, as a joke script he handed it in and he all sat there went okay we got to do a little bit better <laughs> so you know yeah I mean Dwayne was you know outside of Milestone he's done a lot prior since he's written a lot more properties and and not just predominantly black themed characters I mean, you know mm-hmm. he's he's touched on All Star Superman the animated series uh, Justice League he's touched on that. I mean, you know, they had the, uh, the cartoon. So he, he's, he's done a lot prior, you know, he's worked uh, on Marvel books. It was Dwayne who turned around and did, uh, create, help create damage control in Marvel comics. Right. Right. And they got a shout out in one of the Spider-Man movies. Okay. Static goes to school. And the name of the school that static goes to is McDuffie because it's, you know, it's named after Dwayne. All right. Then. Okay. That was their kind of shout out to him. So he's worked on various things and even in DC. So we're, but the main thing is blood syndicate. So these two gangs come together, they get their powers and they said, they're not fighting villains. They're not doing any of that stuff. Their main thing is money, money, money. Come on now. Money. Right on making that money. And how do you make money of your street gang? You take it. I might have to acquire something. Five finger discount. Just to five something. finger discount, Rod. But, you know, it was almost like a Robin Hood situation. They <laughs> understand that because it was also trying to establish dominance. Mm-hmm. Right? Establish dominance. Meaning, if you were the small guy in a prison for the first time, you go and you fight and punch out the big guy. And if you could knock him out, you establish dominance. So I'm not saying to go and try that. I'm just, you know, and if you're in that situation, I'm really sorry. Uh, dominance. What? they did is go around to local crack houses and rob them. You know, they'll break in, take the money. And of course, one of the team members seemed to have a little bit of a habit. So she would always pocket some of the crack to use later on. So for her, she got free drugs unbeknownst to the team. Now, when you look at issue number one, issue number one doesn't even start showing the blood syndicate right away. Even though it's their book, you don't see the blood syndicate to like page three, four, something like that, or four or five. You don't see them till later on in the book. The book starts off with uh, a reporter who goes by Rob. Her name is Roberta, Roberta uh, and she's a reporter working for the D- Dakota. I can't remember the name of the newspaper right now. Uh, Chronicle, I think it is. Just one second. You know, yeah, Dakota Chronicle. That's cool. oh, okay. I I got it. So Dakota Chronicle. So she's working for the Dakota Chronicle. She says, I got this story that I want to go and check out. I want to check out what they refer to. That time where everyone got their powers is called the Big Bang, uh, where everyone got their powers, right? So that's so keep in mind, 
That's where Blood Syndicate got their powers from. That's where S- uh, Static, who was there also that we covered, got his powers from. Henceforth, okay, they call it the Big Bang. Big Bang. Yep. Right. So now the only way to get to Paris Island is through the subway because the bridge got destroyed. Oh, my gosh. This is almost like Batman, you know, um, was it Quake, where they destroyed the bridge, No Man's Land? Oh, oh, no oh. Yep. Once again, 1993, Dwayne's ahead. Got it. Just pointed it out there. <laughs> Right, uh, so that so she goes there because she got an invite to meet the members, and she thought this was a breaking story. And mm-hmm. you know, I was like, "Oh, your date." And I'll keep in mind, she's she's a white woman walking into a dangerous black neighborhood. I mean, gang ridden. I mean, now we're not even going to sugarcoat it. It's it's you know, you're going to the slums for where this gang operated. I'm not saying all of Paris Island was a slum. I'm saying where this gang operated was a slum. Right? It was really you know, uh, uh, yeah. Pimps and holes and drugs and whatever case you need. That that's the setting it is. Let's be real. Every city has it. Okay. So Dwayne, you know, Irvin uh, and and uh, and Dwayne and Ivan's writing really was nice on this one because it was different. We get in there. She meets the characters for the first time, and then she's like, "Well, hey, I'm here to do a story." And you guys, it's like, "Yeah, well, we invited you, so you do what we say, what we say it." And don't do nothing and don't go on a turn and everything will be okay. We understand you're here as a reporter. We're going to respect mm-hmm. that. And even right there, one of the characters turns around, uh, Wiseman, and he comes up, a uh, wise son. And he's like, yo, man, who's this bit? You know, and he bustled. Yeah, you know, who, who's this? You know, well, I, we create this PG, right? But who is this? And, and, and you know, I have uh, another character who was like, you know, she's female, but she's like all brick. Uh, and she's like, don't call her that, and punches him right in the head and knocks him down like through the floor into the other floor off the ca- the scaffolding. Funny, it's like she's a reporter, show her some respect, you know, and, and that's to show you how the gang is at this point. And then she follows him on a raid to a crack house. They give her a gun. She follows him on a raid to a crack house, you know, and then how they pretty much kill everybody, destroy the product. Of course, one of the members pockets some of it. They steal the money, and then there's a fight for leadership between tech nine and holocaust holocaust is true thuggish gangster tech nine was a he's a gangster but he joined the military so holocaust his powers are all flame kind of you know powers kind of thing and he's a big man himself and tech nine is able to pull out guns from like a pocket dimension universe i mean they kind of refined it but you know any gun he has, he can put unlimited ammo into that gun and just keep shooting or pull out any gun he needs. So it kind of comes from like a little pocket universe and, and he does what he has to do. So the two of them fight for leadership all in issue one. The reporter gets killed fastback. That's it. Fastback or, or flashback, flashback. Flashback. She's the one who's got the crack problem. But at one point, the reporter Rob gets shot. She gets killed. Flashback and actually jump back three seconds. So she jumps back in time three seconds and pushes her out the way and saves her. So right now, issue number one, we meet the characters not even on page one. Clearly, two gangs formed one. So these two gangs mm-hmm. did fight amongst themselves to, you know, between the Paris City Bloods and the Force Syndicate. Syndicate. And they fought to see who, what they should name themselves. And that's how they came up with Blood Syndicate. They took a part of each name. That's how they came up with Blood Syndicate. So, reporter, dangerous area, fighting for leadership. Tech Nine wins. Holocaust walks off. He's like, screw this. I'm out. Done at issue one because he wants to start his own gang and really be Nino Brown. He's going with the Nino Brown playbook. Cash Money Brothers. Woo! Woo! 
all that in issue one. Okay. And, and it goes on that this story develops. So this is what I mean by the boys. The boys, clearly, if you look at the team of the boys, yeah, they don't have superpowers, but they're really uh, edgy. Let's just say edgy. that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just, let's just say that. If you watch, if you watch the show, yeah, I, I just watched the, the latest one with Herogasm. Oh, man. <laughs> I read the book, so I was like, I, was, I knew what to expect. If you watch the show, The Boys, you see it's got that grit. It's got that mature writing. Uh, I think that if they really made this more for a mature audience, the mm-hmm. book at the time back in, and I know this wouldn't happen in 1993. Now, yes, you get stuff like The Boys and stuff like that. It's more mature, more what? colorful language, more scenarios or situations. I think this would have been really more more so than how it was i'm not i'm not discrediting it but it would have been even that much more as a mature book and i i with where your source material and subject matter is located Mm -hmm. it has to be a little bit more looser to show the true gritness of the world they live in so that that's that's where i'm at at this point rod what what, what do you say man so i i agree with you like if if we were to bring that to development right now uh-huh. we have enough we have enough source material strong yeah. source material to lean on and and as well as understanding that the boys is going on right now we've seen enough um you know police show you know you know what is it 48 hours and stuff like that. you yes. understanding that the, the, the mindset of a community gang related issues and stuff along that line you have right. We're, 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 we're indoctrinated by law and order and stuff like that, CSI. So we understand that mindset behind, behind the, you know, behind the paperwork of how things are done. So it will be an easy thing to create, create a story with the blood syndicate and bring it to life because the boys, the boys issue is, you know, definitely internal, you know, internal conflict. Um, you know, V, what's it? V9? What is it? The um, V seven, the 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 power that you know that basically oh the seven from Vought yes seven seven from Vought so yeah. that that is also you know you know you're going along that stem line so you can see that if that was already there you know stemming from that we can now say the the um where, where the um the drug basically the the the, the quantum juice that yes. was added to it can basically be representing that so you can see the similarities and how the story can be created yes. Listen, I, I, I feel that you're right. Looking at the boys, Blood Syndicate will definitely be a, an even deeper, a deeper, grittier type of storyline that can actually play out very well. Because now you're talking about internal gangs. Blood, I'm not Blood Syndicate, sorry. Uh, the boys wasn't set up like that. It wasn't no. set up with individual gangs and different, had their own, they had their own leadership, they had their own way of doing things. And now yes. they're kind of like, forcing to merge themselves together yes boys you know um with the seven is trying to merge themselves you know with all the little intricate you know nuances of different story right the clicks merging that the the clicks in within and everything like that i will say that the blood syndicate storyline could definitely work because now we're trying to look look about leadership from two two powerhouse leaderships as you stated there were many many gangs in paris dakota but these are the two main ones how did they become the two main ones that means they must have been doing very well be considered we're the arch rival of each other we're at the top of the game we're we're so how did they get to that why did they get to that 
And then you can realize the power structure in that and how we can build from there. So listen, all, all I know I keep coming from that power structure aspect of it, but I can feel that the story can be created very well. Um, and we could now use, you know, today's, you know, even like, what are we, we were talking about in regards to, I'm trying to think like one of our episodes, I'm sure we did touch on uh-huh. and relative to say TV, like if we're doing a series, yes, you see how the TV series of doing like flash and, Again, they have a little budget to do all the, the special effects and stuff like that. Right. You could do that with this. Yes. You know what I mean? There, there are, there, there, the, the possibilities are there that you can actually put in the budget that you can have a uh, flashback. You can see the powers of tech, um, tech nine. Yeah. Tech nine, Holocaust. Yes. Um, fade, the Brit- fade, and, you know, and all Brickhouse, these right, right. Brickhouse and see all of them and how, you know, how it works out. I think, I think it could definitely work out. There's there's a niche for that. There's a there's there's a clientele for that that is looking for these type of like we said right now. Unfortunately, we said in the early days, in the early days of this whole month, CW, what's going on? You're you're letting go characters. You're letting go shows. Listen, you know that you know there's a niche. There's a void of people who enjoy um, sci-fi slash superhero type of universal action. Yes. So we're giving, I'm, we're giving you that whole realm right there. So not even superhero. Now we're coming from the Legion of Doom type of concept. Let's look for the eyes of from the evil side. We're not, we're not doing a superhero team. We're doing like a, uh, an evil, a gang, but they're not even evil gang per se. They're doing no, certain no. things and they're doing things for the good of the community. Just their methods may be a little. Yeah. I wouldn't really. I wouldn't blow down the door. I would at least knock and open the door. But hey, self-serving. They're, the they're, they're, they're all completely 100% self-serving. Uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, let's play. Would I see this as a movie? No. It would have to be a streaming service, right? And you're right. Going back and touching on things like HBO, right? HBO Max. So after watching Suicide Squad, after watching Peacemaker, here we go. Look how, how hmm. graphic Peacemaker was. So in 1993, you wouldn't get away with that. But no. today, we yes, people yes. watched it. And like the quirky humor and the and the extreme ultra violence in it and the graphic scenes. So the boys, Peacemaker, Invincible, the cartoon on Amazon that was a okay, people loved it. And that, those are series that were very graphic. So mm-hmm. this was ahead of its time. This was you know uh, the only thing I would say in a negative, and it's no one's fault. It was just at the time we didn't have those shows to kind of break way or open the door. So Balance there's no way they would have put this on TV at Correct. the time or streaming services, right? Correct. That's the only thing that hindered it. This really needs a more mature, in my opinion, needs a more mature treatment. Don't, don't get away from the subject matter, mm-hmm. but clearly the characters are cursing on a regular basis. That, okay. That's one. They, how they talk about themselves, they use derogatory terms. That, that's just the product of the environment. And, and that's what was shown well. So you could have put that on 1993 TV, Absolutely. you know, What's up, my N word? You couldn't say that. No, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, no, no. Um, the seven words you couldn't say on team. So that would never fly. Today, it is gold. It, this is what you green call light, the investment. Light. When you go to the bank and you invest money and you hope it great, this is the investment, right? You, you, mm. you don't got to change anything. You don't have to even amp it up. All you got to do is, well, this is how, okay, where they would blur out the word, they can say the word. Where they would, you know, shoot somebody and you'd see them melting. Oh, you can show them melting or whatever reason. So that, right. that's, I agree with you. This, this is to me, sure. I mean, after all the series you're talking about. So we as a society have been desensitized <laughs> to a lot of what you would imagine in 1993 compared to Completely. 2022 
you know, and let's say 2023. I mean, look, man, we're, we're how many, how many, Jesus, that's, that's a lot of years in between. Here we go. So that's how I think that would be. And all that happened in issue one. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a rotating membership because people leave, people come back, people die. People, and, oh, 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 you know, let's go with it. Um, and we'll, and we'll talk about the characters real quick, but you know, there's scenarios that pop up where, you know, something happened, characters fighting one person and, and, and just like, you know, it, it goes from Holocaust was what wanted to be leader. Tech nine was leader. Mm-hmm. They fought, beat them in, in, you know, I can't remember which issue it was. I think it was like issue five or something like that. Tech nine ends up dying. He was a leader and he dies. Done. Not, not, not die to come. No, die. Dead. Okay. Like true. Not, not. Okay. I'm yeah, in no. another plane. I'm going to do a quest and come back. No going through Valhalla and, and coming back out there, Thor. Okay. No, no, no. You, you've gone. And with that being said, now I know they've kind of brought these books back, but we're talking the original run. So tech nine dead holocaust left to start his own gang and really be thuggish and try to recruit uh, uh static at one point to be a part of his new gang you know and really he was uh, when i say thuggish i mean he wasn't playing he was really he was being nino brown that that was their whole thing uh one of the characters who was transgender didn't want no one to know he was or she was you know transgender it was really a woman but she had shape-shifting power so she always changed her body to look like a man she carried on herself as a man she identified right. as a man right. way before keep in mind 1993 okay before the wokeness as we want to say mm-hmm. that we have we live in now another character fade he, he was gay but didn't tell nobody right he didn't tell nobody he was gay and then when it came out it was between yeah, Fade and Masquerade. Masquerade is the one who Masquerade. was a transgender character. Mm-hmm. And Masquerade is like, hey, if you tell my secret, I will kill you. Okay, keep in mind, gangsters. Right? Okay, all right. It's like Tony Soprano going to see a shrink. You think he could tell anyone he was seeing a shrink? No, oh. that's a sign of weakness, right? So at the time, couldn't have a gay gangster because the rest of the gang would look at you and, well, no, there'd be gang justice. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying that's what would happen. Or that's what was perceived. Time frame. Yep. So let's go through some of the characters here, Rod. Mm-hmm. So we talked about Tech Nine, right? Tech right. Nine, military experience, able to pull guns from a pocket dimension, always having bullets. And, you know, he, he went with the name of the guns he liked the most, which was Tech Nine, right? Um, then we had Masquerade, as I said, it was a shape shifting kind of character, transgender character. You know, one of the other characters uh, I like, Brickhouse. So. Right. She turns around and she was there, you know, the, the big bang covered in gas. She stumbled back, touched a brick wall behind her. And then her whole body transformed into literally brick. She got bigger. She's still female, still the same, but her whole body's covered in brick permanently. It was like the thing. I was about to say, literally it's a, it's a, it's a transformation. The thing is their version. Their, their, you know, their representation Yes. Of the thing. That's all it is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You know, um, and then there was, okay, flashback as we talked about before, quick, mm-hmm. quick, you know, and I mean, there's a lot of people. Uh, uh, who was funny to me was Oro. I forgot Oro, Oro was the dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They had a mascot, which was a dog, who showed up at one of, you know, one of the members brought his dog. I mean, sometimes you see gang members walking with pit bulls and, and all that, or dogs. 
Oro shows up, got hit with a big bang. Guess what? Oro's got, like, you know, human-level intelligence and able to communicate. In 1993. I think that character was, you know, up to time, people always had mascots and animals. You know, you had Ace the Bat Dog and, mm-hmm. you know, so forth. Um, but then there was, a, I, I, I know I'm going to mess his name up right now. I have to look it up. From Guardians of the Galaxy, there's a talking right. dog. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking, too. And I just remember his name right off the top of my head. Right. You know. He was a he was a Russian he was basically yeah. represented as a Russian dog. Right, right. It, you know, I'm not sure if they called Sputnik or but we all know if you watch Galleries, like, uh, so you know the dog I'm talking about. Hey, well, he's a talking dog. Huh. Nineteen ninety-three, huh? All right then. <laughs> you had third rail, you had Y Son. Y Son was really you know, he wasn't he, he takes over as leader at one point, but he's not popular. People are not really keen with him. Mm-hmm. But you know, that that's why son that's there. And then you have I said we talked about Fade, there's dog, there's DMZ. Every time I see DMZ, I want to see DMX. DMX. Yep. <laughs> right? And it seems that DMZ was from the same planet or region as Icon. DMZ never spoke, super strong powerhouse, capabilities of flight, invulnerability, but at one point. When you're reading Icon, you see DMZ, you see the blood syndicate show up, and you see DMZ there. And Icon's like, I need to speak with you. And they go and have a conversation, and they kind of take off flying. And you get the sense that DMZ is not even from this planet. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, there's Aqua Marina. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, sorry, Aqua Maria. So she got the power the same way as Brick House, where, you know, she got hit with the gas, she fell into water, and then she's able to control all water. Right. It was a big team. There was a lot of members on there. And I like the fact that they weren't able to clean house at times by killing some some of them off. You know, it, it was a, it was an interesting thing. And the tensions between the group. I mean, that's all it was. I'm going yeah, through those here. So the tensions between the group was, come on, two different gangs, no clear mission, no clear leadership, no nothing. And their whole claim to fame was we rob for us not even rob for the rich give to the poor we rob from the rich and give to us we rob and destroy our competition and and give to us Mm. you know so they had another guy boogeyman who was even called boogeyman he was a person but he would turn into a giant rat now one of the stories was boogeyman was always in rat form you would see him giant like a werewolf but a rat were rat let's just put it that way Mm. And one of the members, t- you know, Y son turns around and found out that, oh my gosh, you're white. Now keep in mind, you're, you're, you know, and, and really kind of made it a point to kind of bring him down, like, oh, you're white, you should be part of this gang, blah, 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 blah. But then said, yeah, you can still stay because Boogeyman saved their butts a couple of times, like an issue two saved their butts quite a bit, you know? Uh, so th- there, there's a lot of things, and I mean, their powers, you know, Fade is able to, as it flashback, able to go through time uh, for three seconds. Fade, able to go through solid objects like a ghost and, and has to concentrate to really make himself tangible. So it's almost like Kitty uh, from the X-Men. Right? Then they dealt with an, a, a demon at one point, you know, and and, and it, gets, it gets weird, but in a good way. So they bring in like the Monkey King. If you know anything about Oriental Asian mythology and the Monkey King, that it, they opened that whole world up which was interesting to see them bring in. I think they did it well. So, and then there was like a ton of other characters. There's really too much 
you know, at one point to go through. And I'll say this. Usually, you know, we sit here, we fan cast all the characters who can play who. But with so many of them, so many of them, we just wanted to kind of give you the overview story and the beauty of it. And this time, leave it up to your imaginations to say, okay, let's have a conversation. Who do you think can play who? There's videos out there on it. Who you think can play some of these characters? Who can play Mars? You know, let us know. Let us know in the chat. You know, get a chance. Go and check out, you know, go and check the back issues and, you know, read it up and, you know, get yourself familiar with the characters. Get yourself familiar with uh, Blood Syndicate. And then, yeah, yeah, feel free. Definitely down below. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and just put in the comments and just let us know. What do you think? Who, you know, your opinion, you know, your thoughts on who these characters are and how to make you feel and who they are to you, what you think of them. Let us know. Who would you who would you cast for them? Again, we're going serious type of concepts, so you know at least you can see where we're going down. And just bring it from there. That'd be great. Let us know. Absolutely. Absolutely. This one was so much that we just wanted to really focus more on the story as opposed to who can play who. So here's here's mm-hmm. some like my, my thoughts on some of these um characters right now. And, and just bear with me. One, as I said, not a TV show. I'm sorry, not a, I mean, not a movie, not a movie. Not a movie. It's got to be, it's got to be a streaming service. I don't, not even CW can handle this. I want this really. It's got to be done by one of the streaming services. Still, with you know, executive producer Fifty Cent, especially this is so close to what fifth. If, if come on, it, it's a mix of the Wire. It's a mix of the Boys. It's a mix of uh, the Warriors. I, man, Prison Break. Come on. There's, oh my god. This this is what I'm saying is is this is in 50s wheelhouse. There's no question that anyone else can do this properly. And if you don't you don't have to agree with me. I'm just saying I I I really think that's the best way it can be done. So I'll say this. We this week we got uh, on one of our past videos just recently. We got a, a comment here. Hold on, I'm opening it up. Because I want to make sure I got the the name right. Uh, so Tallulah, right? She has a Tallulah channel, and she and she does a lot about writing and stuff like that. And she was, you know, nice enough to leave a comment on on our video where we were talking about icons. So thank you so much for Tallulah for tuning in. And the comment she wrote is, and she's and, and and very honest, and it's not criticizing or whatever. I just like the discussion. So she wrote, "I don't like Fifty, but you're all right. He would do it justice." So even though she's not a fan of 50 Cent, that's cool. She does understand the other part that 50 would do this justice. And, and that was about Icon. So, and, and thank you to Lula for that. We really love the comments. And I mean, Jay from Jaber Digital Arts, Jason Reese, he's always commenting like, let's go, fellas. Love the reverb. So thank you. But Tulula really hits it. I mean, you don't have to be a fan of 50, right. but understand the work that he's done. And he's put out there from ghost power and all the other stuff going on, as he calls it, hashtag green light gang, all that stuff that 50's doing. This, you know, we said icon, we talked all this stuff, but this, this project right here, this project right here, son, come on, son. It's in his wheelhouse. This, this is a no brainer to me. HBO, is. WB, uh, you know, Warner Bros., no. HBO Max, sign the check, give cool. it to 50. Let fifty do fifty. That's it. That's it. I was gonna bring up the you know the the reference of of power and ghost because yeah this this is literally this is literally a super powered version. This if you wanna if you wanna kind of like spread it out 
it would be right. considered like a superpower version of ghosts and power of just the, the dynamics of it. So this is up your lane, bro. This is, is simple. I, I think you could just be, you know, if 50, you know, with the take an interest in this, this would be a great thing. But all I'm saying is that these characters um, are great and it just gives a different dynamic on the perception of, you know, life. Cause this is what's happening. It's happening around. Sometimes you, you want to hear about, sometimes you don't want to hear about these things. Sometimes you want to hear about these things. You know, the, the, the perception of an individual who may be in a gang world and, you know, okay, why are you here? What are, what are your motives? What's your viewpoints? What are you, why do you do what you do? And again, from the outside, it looks like they're just, you know, thugging and thrashing for themselves, but to say, no, no, we're being more specific. We're going for the rich. We're going for those who are, you know, other, other dealers and crack houses and stuff along that line and right. just basically bring, bringing that to a close. So it's like, you have, okay, again, you may not agree to your methods the way you do it, but I like what you're doing. I think I can see. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. So, as I said, do we have tension? Sure. Do we have interpersonal mm. drama? Sure. Mm. Do we have representation for the LBGTQ plus community? Yes, we mm. do. Is it have minorities and visible minorities all through it? Yes. Mm. That's a check right there. Does yeah. it have some funny moments? Absolutely. Does it have dark moments? Yes, we do. Mm. So we recall that you want the greediness and this project, this, this is almost on the edge of hitting its 30th anniversary, 30 years oh, ago. This was okay. So the audience and the fans who started reading this originally now are 30 years older, would love to see a treatment of this in today's world That's dynamic. Right. I'm mm-hmm. not saying you got to update the characters, leave it be, but now we can be a little bit more true to the storytelling in the sense of, well, you can't say that on television, can't do that on television, can't do this on television. No, now you can't. Right. As we all the examples we've given. That being said, and 50, this, this is the, the month of milestone, but it's also the month of 50 cent mm. because 50 as an executive producer on the, the code up universe, you, HBO. You yeah. This, this is, this is not a one, this is not a one done project. This no. is a project that has so many different layers within each character. And we've been, you know, We've been, you know, fortunate enough to bring together and just laid out, what's that? Four, four separate characters and a team. And a team. And, and it's not a your team. traditional team. That, that's what this is. Everyone's like, oh, super. They're, they're, okay, they wear colorful clothes. So, yeah, of course, as a comic book, you have to have costumes. This, they can be a little bit looser than that with the, let's just say, come on. So here's how it is. If you're going to do it live action, you know, it's got to be an adult kind of theme series. It can be done as a cartoon series, but it's got to be on the essence of, you know, Mortal Kombat, the Revenge of Scorpion. It's got to be that adult mm-hmm. theme. It's got to yep. be like yep. Invincible, yep. the cartoon, if you're going to go there. So I could see it as a series, be it live action, cartoon. It's got to be mature. I can even see this out as a video game. <laughs> Blood Syndicate video game, right? Come on. It, that, that makes it, this is one is not going to be your traditional one. You have your different players. It can be done almost like how they did the Marvel video games or um, the Marvel universe where you had like the four, you control four people on your team and Correct. go through the mission. Correct. Or you can go through a real more traditional kind of look and kind of give it a Grand Theft Auto feel 
with an open city and objectives within the city, gangster wise, to go and deal with whoever you got to deal with. Fire. And 50 is the best person to be behind all of it. Uh, that's, that's who I'm standing with. A hundred percent. So, you know, as he likes to say, 50 cent, green light gang, you know, Brian's Koenig, uh, Brian's Koenig, Cognac, um, green light gang, the whole nine yards. So whew, that brings us to the end of, of, of this episode. I said, I know we didn't fan cast this one. That's okay. That's okay. Because this time we just wanted to talk about the importance of it. And as I said, love romances. There's so much betrayal. They, ah, read the books. Go go back. Yeah. Uh, this is you one see. time we say we ain't gonna fan cast it, but we'll say go to your local comic book store, find the books, read them. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me. Yeah. Keep in mind of what we're saying as how the influences are. Tell me we're wrong. I, I like that discussion down in the comments below. We're always looking forward to it. Rod, any yeah. last words? Listen, um, last word. I'm going to say like you know, again, thank you everyone for chilling with us today. Um, taking, you know, listening to us as we bring to you the Blood Syndicate and our, you know, our our thoughts on on these characters, on this team, on this, you know, on this on this book. Listen, all I'm going to say is this is is a very dynamic group of individuals. You will be pulled in in a good way to find out what else is going on. But there's a lot of nuances. There's a lot of subplots left, right, and center. You know, you you, you miss an issue or two. Whew, what just happened? I'm confused. You got to do back. So you, you, there's a lot of movements inside there. A lot of moving parts, which is good. Keeps you in trouble. Keeps you intrigued. Keeps you pulled in. So check out your local comic stores. Check this out. And uh, yeah, this is this is it. We'll be here next time. Check us out. Right on. So remember, please like, subscribe, and share. Help the channel grow. And all those that are joining the channel, thank you very much. Don't forget, we also got a Patreon cha- uh, page and a coffee page. So you can uh, donate. And we have exclusive videos on our Patreon page. You know, and we're growing that bit by bit. So any little bit helps the channel grow. If you're able to help the channel grow, we really appreciate that. And this world was put together by a pencil, a piece of paper, and lots of imagination. Keep on dreaming. Let's go. Let's, Let's go. We out. Yo! All right, now I gotta take a subway over to Paris Island, man. I gotta hit the comic book store. See you later. All right. Wake me up. Nice. <laughs>